The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. It's not just about watching the Federal Reserve this week. Traders, investors in the United States, and actually around the world are watching the Democratic National Convention, where the opening yesterday in Philadelphia saw uh, Hillary Clinton booed every time uh, her name was mentioned. She was booed, though, by supporters of Bernie Sanders, Pim. We're going to be looking about at what's going on there and the difficulty she may have in pulling the party together now. Yes, we'll also be talking about the video game industry in the United States. It is worth more than $23 billion. We're talking PlayStation, Xbox, we're going to get all the details. Right now, let's get details from Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom with a Bloomberg, Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you very much, Pim. Thank you, Kathleen Hayes. A mixed picture for U.S. equities. Little change right now in the S&P. Fluctuating between gains and losses, it is down by less than half a point. Dow Industrials down 28, a drop there of two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up eight, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. Got a trading halt now on shares of analog devices and also linear technology. People familiar with the matter say analog is in advance talks to acquire linear technology. Lico Global acquiring Vizio for $2 billion as the Chinese technology conglomerate expands further in the U.S. Vizio is a maker of inexpensive flat-screen TVs. Earnings news, Twitter after the bell, down 1.7%, also reporting Apple. It is down 8 tenths of 1%. Tom Giles is Bloomberg's executive editor for technology. It's really hard to really move the needle at a company as large as Apple. We hear a lot of talk about a TV product, but they have a lot of problems getting all of the different content providers behind that product. We hear a lot about the car product. That's not going to come along for a long time. And when it does, how game-changing can it really be? So you do have Apple coming in and doing things like returning cash to shareholders, issuing dividends, acting like one of these companies, like an older company that's not high growth. Gold up 90 cents, a gain of 0.1% to 13.20 the ounce. Crude oil, 42.90 a barrel for West Texas Intermediate Crude, down 23 cents, a drop there of 0.5%. And at 3.32 on Wall Street, now we'll look at the other stories making news. Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Jill Schneider. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders says he empathizes with young people who feel disappointed after the results of the Democratic primary. Sanders spoke at a Bloomberg politics breakfast in Philadelphia this morning. I think that Donald Trump uh, is a danger to this country. I think he's a demagogue. Uh, I think, and it's not just me who thinks that, talk to some of his conservative Republican colleagues. 
who will tell you that they perceive that he does not understand the Constitution of the United States. Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump says he has a 10-point plan to clean up the Veterans Affairs Department. Trump gave details while speaking at the VFW National Convention in Charlotte, North Carolina today. I'm going to use every lawful authority to remove and discipline federal employees or managers who breach their public trust. Tim Kaine's wife has resigned as Virginia's Secretary of Education. Ann Holton stepped down from the cabinet-level post because her husband has been picked to be Hillary Clinton's running mate. Atlantic City plans to cover its upcoming bond payments, even though it has yet to receive a promised bridge loan from New Jersey. That's according to the mayor's chief of staff, who says the city has every intention of meeting all financial obligations this week. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Jill Schneider. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we are brought to you by National Realty, providers of 100% satisfaction guaranteed New York City Realty Investments. See them at nria.net. Recapping, stocks little changed, S&P 500 index down half a point. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. At the Democratic National Convention this evening, former President Bill Clinton will officially nominate Hillary Clinton to be the Democratic presidential candidate. Here to tell us more is Heath Brown, assistant professor of public policy at John Jay College of Criminal Justice and the Graduate Center. He is also the author of Pay to Play Politics, How Money Defines the American Democracy. Heath Brown, tell us about the speakers at tonight's uh, scheduled convention and what that tells you about the effort of the Democrats to get out the vote. Yeah, I think there's so many interesting things that we'll see tonight that build off of what we saw Monday night, highlighted by uh, uh, the participation of, of some of the most visible uh, political figures over the last number of years, including uh, former President Bill Clinton. I think that what we're going to see is the way in which those figures can help to start to move the campaign from the phase that we've been in, which is choosing the candidate, to starting to turn out the vote. And sometimes that's done with the the motivation that comes from seeing people like Bill Clinton and some of these other very visible leaders take the stage and announce how they see this election and why they see it as so important. So I, I think that's some of what we'll see tonight. Hmm. Well, um, I'm sure they want to uh, ignore the WikiLeaks uh, leak on uh, all the emails from the uh, DNC. Uh, now, of course, Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh, has stepped down as the head of the DNC. But uh, to what extent does that somehow have to be dealt with? To what extent does it sort of linger? Uh, and is it best just to ignore it, move on, get Bernie Sanders supporters to or supporters to not boo when Hillary Clinton's name is mentioned? Um, how do they deal with that part of it? Yeah, I, I think what we're learning is conventions are not always tidy, but they certainly can be exhilarating. And I think we saw that demonstrated on Monday with the untidiness of the afternoon and the, and the exhilaration of the First Lady's uh, Heath, Can I speech. just jump in there, though, because the reporting, the media reported on the Republican National Convention bedlam when they, there was a roll call vote that was overridden. And I thought to myself, doesn't anybody watch political conventions? I mean, to me, it is exciting. It's interesting to see, in a way, the discord in a, and in both parties, some real active, active factions. That's, I couldn't agree more. 
I think think what we're what we saw last week and what we're seeing this week is the Democratic Party and the Republican Party last week trying to reconcile all sorts of internal conflicts over the chosen candidate and also policy in real time on television. I think this shows us a side of politics that we don't often get to see, which is some of these disagreements. I think this is one of the reasons why I think simply watching these conventions is good for our democracy, even if they're not exactly, they don't play out in the scripted way that we have come to expect of political events. I think those disagreements that, that you're just, you just described make conventions a very, very interesting part of the election. And they, they, uh, the messiness and, and the reconciliation of the differences, including things like the, the WikiLeaks emails is exactly what makes them so very interesting. To the appearance of speakers such as uh, U.S. Senator from New York, a Democrat Chuck Schumer, as well as former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright, a video message from uh, uh, a video message from former President Jimmy Carter, and then I believe also an introduction um, by uh, Meryl Streep. Is this designed to give people, in a sense, speaking lines when they go out and try to get people to the polls? Yeah, I think that's so interesting. In some ways, I think what we see at a convention is the, the largest and most visible focus group that a party can hold. And so they know they've got a number of months before their election, and they have to do political advertisements, and they have to write stump speeches. They have to create the content of their argument to the American people. They have this opportunity to try out lots of different lines, different angles of attack, uh, different images that they might want to put, a, put into those ads. And I think we see that. We see them testing it with the amount of applause that comes from the convening, from the reaction on social media, from the response of, of uh, pundits. And I think that for that reason, exactly what you suggest is, is right. We see what might work and might, mm. what, what might ring flat. And, and over the next couple of months, we'll see that replayed numerous times as uh, the actual candidates go out onto the stump trying to win votes. You anticipated my question, Heath. We saw Donald Trump getting a post-convention bounce, moving ahead in a CNN poll the last couple of days. For each candidate, what is the number one issue that they are going to hammer on to be the one that wins the race in November? Well, I think it's really too uh, too early to see that. But I think in the con- in the convention this week, we see the Democrats starting to play a couple of these out. I think that the the, the repetition of the the video and the image of Donald Trump. Uh, apparently making fun of a reporter during the campaign is something that seems to be uh, an, an issue and an angle that the Democrats uh, appear to care about. And I think one of the interesting angle uh, aspects of that is that this connects to another thing that was going on last night and will go on again today, which is the Democrats taking credit for some of their policy victories like the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. That's something I think they're going to hit back on. Keith Brown, thank you so much for joining us. Assistant Professor of Public Policy at the City University of New York. That's CUNY, looking at the Democratic National Convention for us today. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio, and this is Bloomberg. Coming up on Taking Stock, PlayStations, Xbox, the $23 billion video game industry, how you can play to win. That's next. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. 
Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.